Welcome, sons and daughters of God. We are so glad that you have joined us for our worship service today, and we thank you for choosing to spend some time with us and, and letting us spend some time with you. We pray that our time of worship together will be a blessing for all who join us. You know, there is a lot of brokenness in our world. There's a lot of evidence all around us of how broken our world is. And clearly the story of Jesus is how he comes into the world to bring healing and wholeness. And we're invited to join him in that endeavor, to be his healing hands in our world. And the fact of the matter is we actually can do that. And so we'll look at that today as we worship together. We will be celebrating Holy Communion, so we invite you to prepare for that by gathering your elements of bread and wine or a substitute, and light a candle to be reminded of God's presence among us as we worship. Now we invite you to prepare yourself as we begin together. O oh, Divine Healer, 
We confess that sometimes we yearn for you to wave a magic wand on our wounded lives, to remove our pain, illness, and suffering. We hear the gospel story of the one seeking healing from Jesus and assume you will perform a similar miracle for all of us. If we just pray hard enough, and we do pray, open our eyes to recognize the teachings and tools you have given us with which to seek healing. In the midst of our afflictions and diseases, you whisper to us that wholeness requires self-care and rest. You nudge us toward caregivers who can support and advise us. You breathe into us energy to move and stretch and reach toward health. You place in us an urgency to seek justice so that all may enjoy adequate health, care, spirits in the midst of our diseases and afflicting spirits. Transform us, O Holy One, for the health of your creation. Listen to the good news of salvation. God never tires out. God is always with us. God heals us with mercy. God strengthens us for service. The one who numbers the stars knows each of us by name. Thanks be to God. We are forgiven. May we let this forgiveness flow in and through us to those we meet. Amen. Be our light, shine in our hearts. 
man in your church gather today? Longing for shelter, many are homeless. Longing for warmth, many are cold. Make us your building broken for others, walls made of living stone. Christ, be our light, shine in our hearts, shine through the darkness. Christ, be our light, shine in your church, gather today. Many the gifts, many the people, many the hearts that yearn to belong. Let us be servants to one another, signs of your kingdom come. Christ, be our light, shine in your hearts, shine through the darkness. Christ, be our light, shine in your church, gather today. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. pray together. Everlasting God, you give strength to the weak, 
and power to the faint. Make us agents of your healing and wholeness, that your good news may be made known to the ends of your creation. Through Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. Amen. The first reading is from Isaiah chapter 40. The Judeans in exile have a good reason to be hopeful. The one who will bring them to freedom is the God who created the world, the God who subdues the rulers of the earth and gives strength to those who are weary. A reading from Isaiah. Have you not known? Have you not heard? Has it not been told to you from the beginning? Have you not understood from the foundations of the earth? It is he who sits above the circle of the earth, and its inhabitants are like grasshoppers, who stretch out the heavens like a curtain, and spreads them like a tent to live in, who bring princes to naught, and makes the rulers of the earth as nothing. Scarcely are they planted, scarcely sown, scarcely has their stem taken root in the earth, when he blows upon them, and they wither, and the tempest carries them off like stubble. To whom then will you compare me? Or who is my equal, says the Holy One? Lift up your eyes on high and see. Who created these? He who brings out their host and numbers them, calling them all by name. Because he is great in strength, mighty in power, not one is missing. Why do you say, O Jacob, and speak, O Israel, my way is hidden from the Lord, and my right is disregarded by my God. Have you not known? Have you not heard? The Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth. He does not faint or grow weary. His understanding is unsearchable. He gives power to the faint and strengthens the powerless. Even youths will faint and be weary and the young will fall exhausted. But those who wait for the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Word of God, word of life. Thanks, Thanks be to God. The second reading is from 1 Corinthians chapter 9. God entrusted Paul with the responsibility of bringing the gospel to diverse people. Hence, the focus of Paul's ministry is not his own rights or privileges as an apostle, but the privilege of serving God by freely sharing the good news of Christ with others. A reading from 1 Corinthians. If I proclaim the gospel, this gives me no ground for boasting, for an obligation is laid on me. And woe to me if I do not proclaim the gospel. For if I do this of my own will, I have a reward. But if not of my own will, I am entrusted with a commission. What then is my reward? Just this, that in my proclamation, I may make the gospel free of charge, so as not to make full use of my rights in the gospel. For though I am free with respect to all, I have made myself a slave to all, so that I might win more of them. To the Jews, I became as a Jew, in order to win Jews. To those under the law, I became as one under the law, though I myself am not under the law, so that I might win those under the law. To those outside the law, I became as one outside the law, though I am not free from God's law, but am under Christ's law, so that I might win those outside the law. To the weak I became weak, so that I might win the weak. I have become all things to all people, so that I might by all means save some. I do it all for the sake of the gospel, so that I may share in its blessings. Word of God, word of life. Thanks, Thanks be to God. To God. Hallelujah. 
have the words of eternal life. Alleluia, 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 alleluia. The Gospel according to Mark. After Jesus left the synagogue with James and John, they went to Simon and Andrew's home. Now Simon's mother-in-law was sick in bed with a high fever. They told Jesus about her right away. So he went to her bedside, took her by the hand, and helped her sit up. Then the fever left her, and she prepared a meal for them. That evening, after sunset, many sick and demon-possessed people were brought to Jesus. The whole town gathered at the door to watch. So Jesus healed many people who were sick with various diseases, and he cast out many demons. But because the demons knew who he was, he did not allow them to speak. Before daybreak the next morning, Jesus got up and went out to an isolated place to pray. Later, Simon and the others went out to find him. When they found him, they said, Everyone is looking for you. But Jesus replied, We must go on to other towns as well, and I will preach to them too. That is why I came. So he traveled throughout the region of Galilee, preaching in the synagogues and casting out demons. This is the gospel of our Lord. Thanks be to God. In Jesus' name, amen. There's a lot of fever going around these days. Of course, there is a physical fever, a symptom of illness or dis-ease. And we certainly all know that. We probably had our temperature taken more in the last year than we had in the decades leading up to it. It's all part of a uh, precaution uh, to combat the COVID coronavirus. But there's another kind of fever that spreads every year about this time. It's football fever. Today is Super Bowl Sunday and people all across the land are fired up for the big game. Well, maybe not as much this year because the parties are not really a recommended way to watch the game. But still, there is always a lot of excitement and a lot of, a lot of passion over the NFL championship every year. I've known folks who don't follow football at all, but when Super Bowl Sunday rolls around, they pull out all the stops with decorations and party favors, food and beverages galore. And, and it's like they catch this Super Bowl fever. They, they, they do all kinds of preparations and celebrations for this high holy day of the American religion. They indeed demonstrate symptoms of Super Bowl fever. But there is still yet another kind of fever. And it's the fever that we all need to catch, no matter what season it might be. It's the fever to join Jesus in his ministry of healing and sharing the good news of God's kingdom, God's reign among us. 
The gospel lesson this morning starts out with a physical fever. Peter's mother-in-law was suffering from it. And as the story unfolds, uh, Jesus has returned from the synagogue in Capernaum where he has just cast out a demon that had been tormenting a man for some time. And they left the synagogue and went to Peter and Andrew's home. And, and when they got there, the people told Jesus about Peter's mother-in-law. And he noticed that the disciples did not ask him to heal her, but he went directly to her bedside. And he lifted her up so that she might be, feel better and be healed. And she began to serve them. And then after the meal, people came from all over the town. It says the whole town came and Jesus healed many of them and cast out the demons. Jesus had a passion, had a fever for healing people. To restore wholeness into people's lives. 24 separate times throughout the Gospels, Jesus cast out a demon. And there are 30 different healings through the Gospel stories. There's no doubt that Jesus was in the healing business, dealing with all kinds of brokenness that plagued people. And so, even though we might not always agree or completely understand who Jesus was or, or why he came, it's really safe to say that Jesus came to bring wholeness, to bring healing to the brokenness of human life. And of course, those of us who follow him shouldn't be very surprised that Jesus wants us to catch his fever and be healers as well. But I imagine that when we hear that, we're not all that excited about it. In fact, it might even frighten us a little. And maybe that's because when we talk about being healers, we get this image of all the, the TV faith healers that we've seen. And frankly, there's a lot of skepticism and a lot of jokes made at their expense. Or the idea of driving demons out might bring to mind something like the images of the Exorcist movie, which is also not a very good way of thinking about that. And let me say at this point, I've never had an experience of a miraculous healing as part of my own personal or professional life. I don't deny that they can happen, but I haven't witnessed any of them myself. And besides, we're not Jesus. We don't have His power to heal. And so maybe that's why we might need to clarify what it means to catch Jesus' healing fever. Healing, in this sense, means to seek out ways to restore life to how God intends it to be. Mark clearly tells us that Jesus was intent on proclaiming the kingdom of God or, or God's reign in the world here and now. When the disciples came looking for Jesus, he says, look, we've got to be on our way. I've got to share this good news with a whole lot of folks. That's what I came for. And that good news is God's desire for people to be who they are meant to be. Whole people. Restored people. Healed people. And so when we get involved in Jesus' healing fever, we are, we are offering them a way to feel a sense of hope, a sense of dignity, a sense of possibility and potential and freedom from, from the things that plague them. It's being a people of reconciliation, which means, among other things, to restore things to the way they should be. Being a healing presence 
is God's invitation for us to love the world God loves and to bless the world that God wants to be blessed. And it also gives us the opportunity to be who we are meant to be, living as God's own representatives in the world right here and right now. And in spite of how scary that might sound to us, what we need to know is it's it's really a lot simpler, not necessarily easier, but it's really a lot simpler and a lot more basic than we might imagine. I want to share with you one example of what I mean. Anne and Robert Erb, members of our church, have a new grandson, Llewellyn, who was born in October. Llewellyn's mom, Gretchen, and the Erb's son, Stephen, could not have been more proud, more excited than to have a new life brought into their family. But then, just before Christmas, they discovered Llewellyn was suffering from a rare brain disease that causes severe seizures. Many long days and hours of of testing and uncertainty followed, leaving his parents and all who loved them exhausted. What can you do in a situation like that. I mean, wouldn't you just love to be able to to go in and and, and offer healing to the demon of those seizures? But that's not what we could do. Now let me pause here and tell you that the family is home and that through the healing miracle of medication, Llewellyn's seizure are doing better, and he's beginning to thrive again. But in those critical days, when his parents had had brought him home and did not want to leave his side, did not even want to go to the grocery store for fear of maybe bringing COVID into the home, several of our reconciliation friends looked for a way to bring some other kind of healing and hope to them. A meal train was set up. Meals were prepared and dropped off on their front porch. And a Grubhub account was established so that they could order meals and have it brought to them. It was nothing big. It was nothing huge. But it had a miraculous healing power. And with their permission... I would like to, for you to hear just how powerful it was. Stephen wrote, Hey Dad, I realized I really wanted to thank everyone from your church tomorrow. I hope it's not too late. I thought maybe when you wake up, you could forward this to Pastor Bill and he could read it during the announcements tomorrow. I know it's last minute. I just wrote it while up with Llewellyn at 3.30 in the morning. This is what he wrote. The body of Christ given for you. I grew up hearing those words every Sunday morning. I'll admit, I never stopped to think what that might actually entail. But I knew behind these words, there was a strong, important message. Of course, when it comes to Scripture, there always seems to be something below the surface. That something appears to need decoding, or at the very least, time needed to digest every word and sentence to understand the message intended. Although, these words could mean exactly what they appear to. In this case, it could be as simple as offering food to someone in need. 
with all that has changed since the Last Supper, some things haven't changed. That is, that making an offering of food is the most powerful and important gift one can give to another. I want to take this moment to thank all who have helped our family in our time of need. We don't know you all personally, but we are so very grateful for your generosity and kind spirits. Stephen, Gretchen, and Llewellyn. Being the body of Christ. Being the body of Christ is making an offering to someone who needs food or some kindness or a word of encouragement or an ear to listen or an invitation to join in or lending a hand to fix something. It means giving our most valuable commodity our time. That's what really matters. And it can give someone a life. Just like Paul, sometimes all we need to do is to see what somebody needs and to meet them where that need is. To the weak, we become weak. If we need to be strong, then we be strong for them. Giving time and attention can be so healing for broken people because it lets them know that they are not alone, that we will not give up on them because God will not give up on them. And that is the message and the ministry of Jesus. He comes to our church, to our homes, to our very lives, and brings the power of the Spirit with Him to heal us, to restore us, to lift us up, and bringing us to health so that we, like Peter's mother-in-law, so that we can rise up and serve others. Did you ever think that, that the times that you reached out and helped someone, you are actually the healing hands of Jesus? If you've ever experienced that kind of restoration and healing, then you know how powerful it can be. That's the fever that Jesus wants us to catch and spread. So what's your temperature? Physically, I hope and pray it's 98.6 or something very close to that. And as for football fever, well, that's okay. If, especially if it's just this afternoon, that's all right too. Enjoy the big game, but be careful how you do so. We don't want you to have a real fever as a result of your celebrations. But what I really hope and pray is that you are burning up with the fever to share in the ministry of healing to bring that healing and wholeness and hope to each other. And just like we heard from our friend Stephen, the symptoms of that fever are generosity and a kind spirit. That's the kind of fever everybody needs right now. So catch it. And spread it for the health of God's creation. In Jesus' name. Amen. Yeah.
Trusting in God's power to heal, let us offer our prayers for all who are in need, responding to each petition with words from today's psalm. We await your steadfast love. We pray for the church's many ministries of healing, for hospital, hospice, and military chaplains, for those serving in prisons, camps, and institutions, and for bishops and pastors facing illness of which we are unaware. We pray to you, saving God. We await your steadfast love. We pray for the health of the earth, for its myriad animals and their habitats, and for all created life that have been harmed by human misuse. We pray to you, provident God. We await your steadfast love. We pray for wholeness in our nation, for the safety of our nation's elected leaders, for an end to domestic violence, 
for an end to prejudice and for an end to civic terrorism. We pray to you, sovereign God. We await your steadfast love. We pray for the people around the globe, especially for the people of Ethiopia and India, for international health organizations, for local and national medical services, and for school officials and teachers facing the pandemic. We pray for a halt to the pandemic, for all who have contracted COVID-19, for health workers, for the prompt distribution of vaccines, and for all who today will die from the virus. We pray to you, compassionate God. We await your steadfast love. We pray for all who are sick and suffering, for those with chronic pain, for those experiencing despair, for infants born impaired, and for the aged in decline, and for all whom we name here, Susan Bayman, Jesse Brock, Larry Crawford, Sam Green, Alberta Holden, Merrill Holden, Paul Letts, Mary Lou Schofield, Roger Strong, Bob Stroud, Matt Serac, Bill Sutton, Ron Wagner, and those in our hearts or on our lips. We pray to you, consoling God. We await your steadfast love. We pray finally for ourselves, for steady trust in your power, and for health in our weakness. We pray to you, loving God. We await your steadfast love. Merciful God, hear the prayers of your people, spoken or silent, for the sake of the one who dwells among us, Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. The peace of Christ be with you always. Dear friends, this time of worship in this season of Epiphany still feels very different for us. Usually we would be gathered here in the warmth of this room and each other's company. And yet, even though we are separated by distance, Christ is still present with us as we share this meal. I invite you to prepare your bread and cup for the gift of light and life. The Lord be with you. And also with you. Lift up your hearts. We lift them to the Lord. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right to give our thanks and praise. It is indeed right our duty and our joy that we should at all times and in all places give thanks and praise to you, almighty and merciful God through our Savior, Jesus Christ. By the leading of a star, he was shown forth to all nations. In the waters of the Jordan, you proclaimed him your beloved son. And in the miracle of water turned to wine, he revealed your glory. And so, with all the choirs of angels, with the church on earth and the host of heaven, we praise your name and join their unending hymn.
Blessed is the one who comes in your name. Hosanna in the highest. Hosanna in the highest. In the night in which he was betrayed, our Lord Jesus took bread, gave thanks, broke it, and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take and eat. This is my body given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Then after supper he took the cup, gave thanks, and gave it for them to drink, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood, shed for you and for all people for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in remembrance of me. Our Lord Christ comes to us humbly through this bread and cup, bringing his healing power to us and uniting us together as brothers and sisters. And so we are bold when we pray, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Beloved, here is bread. Here is the cup. Here is Jesus. Come and be fed. I invite you to share the bread and cup with all who wish to commune in your gathering or by yourself if you are alone. Please eat and drink with these words. This is the body of Christ given for you. This is the blood of Christ shed for you. If you do not wish to commune, please offer and receive this blessing. God loves you very much. And you are God's son, God's daughter. Amen. May the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ strengthen you and keep you in his grace. Amen. Amen. Let us pray. Christ Jesus, at this table we have feasted on your very life and are strengthened for our journey. Send us forth from this banquet, nourished in body and spirit, to proclaim your good news and serve others in your name. Amen. Again, we welcome you to this time of worship and pray that as we've spent this time together, it has been a blessing for you and will feed you for the week ahead. A couple of announcements to share with you. We are getting ready for Lent, if you can believe it. We will be having our Lenten services uh, via Zoom this year, and that will begin on Ash Wednesday, as we will have a Zoom service both at noon and at 6.30, and the invitation for the Zoom meeting or the Zoom service will be sent out here shortly. But we will also be providing uh, ashes on the go, if you will, uh, at 10 o'clock, 3 p.m., and 5.30. If you'll just drive up into the parking lot here by the church, we'll have a very short service and the imposition of ashes for those who wish to receive them on Ash Wednesday. Also, an announcement that our spring congregational meeting 
We'll also be virtual this year uh, on the 21st of February. If you have any business that needs to come before the congregation, if you would please make sure that we get it ahead of time so that we can build it into the agenda and get any information needed out to the congregation. So today we ask that God would bless you so that you might be a blessing so that your healing hands would touch others with Christ's healing power. Today, after our sending song, we invite you to hear God's message of hope and blessing as you are sent on your way. Go in peace. dis-ease and affliction, know that you are made in God's image, and God sees you as whole and good. May you celebrate God in your midst through opportunities of wholeness and justice. In the wholeness and goodness of God, go forth. Go and laugh with your friends. Reconcile with those who have hurt you. Be kind to strangers. And feel the divine smile upon us. Now and forevermore. Mm -hmm.